0: Welcome to Crystallizing Conversations. Join your hosts, Jillian Aurelia Green and Iris Unique, as we explore the tools, pathways,
1: and possibilities for healing and expansion. Through the warmth of easy conversation, we'll be delving into magic, mental health, and more. This is your time to learn about yourself, each other, and of course, the crystals that support us along the way. This isn't just a podcast. It's a community of your closest spiritual friends. Let's grow. Together. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to
0: another episode of Crystallizing Conversations. We are here with my very, very, very dear friend, I would even say like potentially best friend,
2: uh, Tara Redfield,
0: who is um, an amazing astrologer. And we are going to actually talk about astrology in this episode. Um, I feel like it's something that a few people, like everyone knows their sun sign, but like there's so many layers and i feel like every single time tara and i talk about this it's like wait what that's a thing and so <laughs> uh we thought it might be fun to actually just like have an episode about astro- like about astrology and actually kind of dive into what it actually is like how it actually works like what the heck is a house like is that something we need to pay attention what is a try and I, all these like words that <laughs> mean things that are apparently very important but most people don't actually know like the the how complex and nuanced it can really be. So um, we're so excited to have you on as like a little a little bio. So Tara is a professional modern astrologer at Another Day Greener Lifestyle and Astrology. Currently based in Bend, Oregon, although we met in Los Angeles like at this point, like decades ago. Uh, she's also co-host of the astrology podcast. It's a sign, the art of alignment, which we will definitely link in the show notes. She received her certification in astrology from the Los Angeles astrology school where she ended up being so amazing that they were like, please <laughs> teach for us too. So she also um, taught there for a few years. She offers a private natal chart and forecast readings for wherever her clients are in life. And I've had one of these readings and they're absolutely amazing. Her astrology insight has been featured on the popular lifestyle um Lifestyle Sites Bustle, which is like a really big one. Yahoo! And that's an old, that's an old Gosh, brings back memories, Yahoo. Uh, and the women's lifestyle blog, Jumble and Flow. She has also been a reoccurring guest on the astrology podcast, The Inside Connection, as well as a reoccurring guest on our private podcast here at Crystallizing Conversations. So, Welcome. Thank you for agreeing to um, share some of your wisdom and insight. I'm so excited to have you on. I just like show how cool you are because
2: you're amazing. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so, so much. Oh my goodness. That introduction. I am just like (laughs) filled with so much confidence right now. I can go and conquer the world. I can take on anything. This is great. Thank you both, Iris and Jillian, so much for having me on today. I'm I'm ready to get into it.
1: Woo-hoo. We're so excited, excited to have you. This is like, because we've had Tara on our private podcast that we no longer have anymore. Um, <laughs> it
2: just paused. It it's like
1: paused. A, it's, it's, it's paused. paused right now. We're both pause, really busy. Yes. We decided to pause yes. it. Yes. All yeah. good. All good. It's, it's like fun. a little reunion, us getting together again. So this is so exciting.
0: And before we dive into it, we like to ask our guests just so they can get to know you a little bit better. Do you have a favorite crystal or is there a crystal that you are currently working with a lot recently?
2: Yeah. So I really love <clears throat> lapis.
0: God um, goddess energy. Like,
2: yeah. It's just, 20. well, it really, <laughs> it really connects to the Scorpio placements in my chart, um, which Scorpio is very powerful. So I like, you know, really harnessing that energy. That's why I love it. I also love, um, labradorite. Um, mm-hmm. did I say it yeah. right? I feel like yeah. I just said it weird. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Just rolled off your tongue. So it's, trippingly. On, it's, yeah, beautiful. It's, on, it's on my ring here. If everyone can see that. Um, but also it's a good crystal for Scorpio energy. So that's why I like it. And also my one that it's obviously so basic, but I have really, um, gotten kind of codependent on it though but it is um selenite just because and again too because the planet neptune is on my sun which actually creates a lot of like pisces energy which means i'm just such an empath and i absorb everything so at the end of the day just doing my little selenite cleanse i just love it and i've started to take it with me when i travel because i Mm realized like oh Uh no i need this when i travel because Jillian knows. Jillian's yeah. traveled with me, and sometimes I just like I I need to decompress from people, and I'll say like I just need to take a nap. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm like I need a nap just <laughs> Selenite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's that Neptune. It's I get just it's too much, and I gotta like just be by myself and take a nap, Selenite cleanse.
0: Yes, I have beautiful memories in New Orleans of you just being like, I just need a nap. Yeah.
2: Very important.
0: Um, I absolutely love all of those, all of those crystals for you. And I, the solidite makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And isn't
1: lapis your favorite Jillian?
0: It's one of, I don't have like a favorite favorite because I just, I'm a Gemini and I can't pick, but I have like a top five and lapis is in the top five. Okay. Along with like every other blue stone. (laughs) I know. I know. So um, Tara and I met, gosh, in two thousand and eight. So it's been fifteen years. Actually, yeah. it was June. It was June. So it's like almost I think oh like gosh. this week. It's been anniversary. It's our anniversary. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's our wow. fifteenth 15 anniversary, anniversary. Cause it was mid June that I started. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we met in Los Angeles at an acting school. We were both, you know, we were both Wanted to be actors. So We both, I mean, we we both had success. We, we were both, actors. Like, we worked. We were actors. We worked. Yes. I would also like to say like the power of like friends manifesting together. Um, we had a little group of friends and we all started doing a, an abundance. Deepak a Deepak Chopra Abundance oh. Meditation
2: yes. Challenge. Oh my yes. gosh. We're going to and it was, that in the show notes. It was a 21
0: day <laughs> abundance meditation challenge and halfway through and we were like okay we're starting on the same day we're doing mm-hmm. this like individually but we're going to check in with each other and halfway through like two weeks into it um we all booked a commercial together
1: no yeah. way it yeah, was a crazy. national
0: a national commercial
2: yeah I got like I they- got a
0: phone call from a casting director that knew me and was like I had to pretend but I'm, I'm gay but like I went into an audition with a friend of mine because it was like with a couple and it was a guy. And so we went together and pretended to be in a relationship and we like got called back. We didn't book it, but we got really far in the callbacks. And so after that she kept calling me back in with him to like be our a couple relationship. Um, That was totally fake and absolutely hilarious. But we, I mean, we had chemistry. It was fine. So she called and she was like, Hey, um, can you bring your boyfriend in for this real real people casting by the way when they say they have the little words at the bond that's like real people they're actors they're all actors they're always actors always um, but it was like real people casting and they wanted a, they wanted a couple and i was like oh he's not available cuz he wasn't available he was like he's not available could i bring a couple friends and she was like sure and we booked it and we walked out of that audition and literally the whole cast and crew was like you guys booked it. Like the director was like grinning from ear to ear. It was like,
2: oh, that's amazing. It was such
0: a magical day.
2: Yeah. I definitely want to know we about that. Like, dang, these abundance meditations <laughs> sure. just because we all did it together. And we all booked uh-huh, this thing so together. Cool. We all well, made there's... thousands of dollars together. Like, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, there's power in numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're all
1: not only trying to manifest or not trying to manifest, you're all manifesting, but doing it together with your collective energy together. Like, can't be stopped, and yeah. that is proof. So amazing! Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good day. Yeah, I
0: think that's <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, we, the point is, we were working actors; like we weren't, you know, trying. But in two thousand eight, we <clears throat> um were at the same acting school, and we had to form like little. They called them admin groups, but they were like little accountability groups, which is why we were doing all of the meditation together. And, um, we were in the same accountability group and I, we all like got along, but I feel like we had this one audition and we had to drive like two hours and we were both going out for the same role. And that's when we like, Bonded in the car in this really long, trafficy drive. And we were like, we had a Oh, great, we actually, you're like had good people. We, we had a good sing along. Yes, so we had a good sing along. We were
2: harmonizing with Natalie and Bruglia. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's Natalie so and good. Bruglia. Yeah. How-
0: it was like, I mean, tw- I mean, just, yeah. It was a great, <laughs> it was a great day. Anyway, so we've been friends since 2008. Um, and not only were you acting professionally, but you also were a food writer at the time and yes. which was always a lot of fun because you would just like rotate between your friends and like hey you want to come with me to this opening mm-hmm. and we'd be
2: like yeah that oh, sounds that's sounds cool like trying so, out different restaurants yeah yeah it was um, <laughs> what an amazing I had, job I had a blog <laughs> called the food pervert and because wow. I also I loved acting but I also loved food and I loved writing so it was like a way that I could still like be creative and expressive Mm -hmm. but like i owned it like it wasn't at the you know dictation of some casting director saying yes or no to me it was just like yeah i can publish this myself Mm -hmm. um and then yeah it ended up turning into you know getting yeah all these i was on the list of all the pr companies for all the best restaurants so i would get invited to restaurant openings and events was it the morning show that you were on I was, and then I, yeah, I entered um, a cooking contest on the Today Show, which it's I Today won. Show. So I was on the Today no Show. Way. I made my cocoa tangerine pancakes. Um this is really good! I was. I like that recipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still you can Google it. It's still online. Um, Ooh, okay. But yeah, and I've always just kind of been a person that has just followed. Like, I don't know my into my intuition. Jillian and I, we've talked yes. about this. Recently, yes. but it's very strong my intuition, intuition <clears throat> I always just whether I know it's my intuition or not, I just kind of let it guide me. And I just felt like leaning into the food thing. And you know, a lot of amazing doors opened with that. Um, cool. but I think where we're trying to get to is uh okay, well, how did you how, yes. become an astrologer? Exactly, <laughs> That's yeah, what so you're
0: here for today, yes, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I remember because I mean, I of our group of friends, I think you and I are probably the most spiritual, I would yes. say, like not that they're not spiritual. I mean, we're all meditating right. together, but right. you and I would have like conversations about like aliens and like past lives and like, mm-hmm. you know, we would go right. off on these fun tangents whenever like yeah. just the two of us would hang out. Um and so I'm trying to remember when you first brought up that you were going to do the astrology you we were going to attend astrology school and I, I, I feel like it was right before COVID, right? It was,
2: January. It, was yeah. it was, I think it was the
0: last time we like physically saw each other before. Probably. shutdown.
2: Yeah. It was in like in towards the end of 2019. I just like had this thing come to me, like this little magical message. It was like, you should be studying astrology. I don't know where it came from, but I was like, Oh my God, that would be so fun. But I was like, but is that a thing? Can I like really do that? Cause I don't I don't know anyone else who's become an astrologer or like done that. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't think it could be a profession. I was like, maybe I could take some classes and it'll just be fun to do. Cause I've always loved astrology. Like my mom let me pick out my first astrology book when I was like eight years old. Her and it mom was is a total little...
0: witch, by the way. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, now that I've seen the house, it's like <laughs> it's it's,
2: it's real it's for real um and it was just a little book about Sagittarius because I you know knew I was a Sagittarius and I read this little book and I was like this is so me I I like and I was hooked like I believed in it so much because I was like this is so accurate like this is me Mm -hmm. like these descriptions like this is me and I just loved it so much but anyway, so fast forward to 2019 and I'm like, I want to try and find some classes on astrology that might be fun to do. So sure enough, I'm Googling the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Astrology School, um, who is owned by um, Dr. Craig Martin. He's my mentor. He's amazing. Um, but anyway, it was a 15 minute walk from my apartment at the time. Like how serendipitous was that? I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like it's right there. So I started taking classes in person. And then obviously, um, yeah, the classes, I signed up for the classes in 2019. The classes started in January of 2020, Mm -hmm. started taking them in person. And then obviously we all know what happened in 2020. So everything moved online. um, And I ended up leaving Los Angeles, but I continued to study throughout that whole next year. And then, yeah, Dr. Craig invited me to come on as a teacher because he was able to expand because everything was on Zoom now. So it didn't have to just be him teaching the classes he brought on me. And then another um, friend of mine who was also studied with him, her name's Christina. Um, But anyway, so we were teachers. Yeah. And then I just was like, this is what I meant to do with my life. Like, I've never been so excited or felt so connected, so aligned with this work. Because, you know, I always like just I... I've always had like a need to serve people in some way. And that very much lines up with my Virgo rising uh, placement in my chart. Um, But yeah, but like serving and healing in some way. And again, all my my Scorpio energy, it's very much about healing and helping people through like emotional stuff. So it just, yeah. And it also, it really felt like, something I had done before, like from a past life, like it felt very familiar. Familiar. Once I started reading charts and like remembering, oh, yeah, this is what each planet means. And this is how this goes together. And this is how you interpret this. Like, it was very, yeah, it just felt so normal and familiar and natural. So yeah. So beautiful.
1: I love that. It also reminds me, and I know we've mentioned this book before, but um, The Alchemist, because it's Mm -hmm. kind of, that's how it worked for me when it came to animals, which obviously I'm not working with animals anymore. But um, one of the things was, you know, what you were passionate about when you were younger, that's usually a big Mm. sign of what you're, you know, supposed to be doing with your life. And so, yeah, the fact that you were already super into it as a child, and then you come back to it and it just all comes together so beautifully. Yeah. So true.
0: I love hearing your story. It just makes me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me so happy just to like see you so happy. Um, Thank you. So getting into actual like astrology, this Mm -hmm. may be kind of a a dumb question, but what – I think most of us have like an idea of what astrology is, but what actually is it, right? Like where does it come from? How long has it been around? Mm-hmm. I know that there's also like Western versus Vedic astrology. I'm just, I'm really curious because I, like I said, we all, we all have an idea of what it is. We all think we mm-hmm. know what it is, but that's not actually sure. necessarily what it, what it actually is.
2: Yes. So, I mean, the basic definition is a phrase we've all heard as above, so below mm. that's astrology. Mm. What is happening in the sky above us? the interactions of the planets, the celestial bodies, the sun, the moon, the constellations is reflected on earth. Hmm. That, that is astrology. We are just mirroring what is happening above us. Hmm. And now the actual, you know, discipline of astrology started thousands of years ago. First, it can be traced back to Mesopotamia and then it spread to Egypt um, and then Greece, the Romans, um, and then India and China were also developing their own systems of astrology. And even, I mean, the Mayans even right. have their own mm-hmm. system of astrology. Right. I mean, you look at these ancient civilizations, they were, they were all building structures, pyramids, in alignment with the sky, with particular stars, so we've always been connected to the sky. Hmm. And that's really what all astrology is, is just the acknowledgement of our relationship to, relationship to the sky and hmm. understanding that the energies above, you know, come affect, down affect our to energies. affect us <laughs> as well. Right. And so now in terms of like, well, how did they find out like what this planet means and all this, you know, that was from, again, thousands of years of literally tracking the sky and tracking patterns, tracking, oh, when the moon is like this, these kinds of events were happening. Oh, every time there's an eclipse in this sign, a king dies, whatever it is. Oh, but they God. were like tracking these. <laughs> they were wow. tracking these patterns for thousands of years. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, and today we have mainly we have Western astrology, but there's there's all kinds of disciplines of astrology there are traditional astrologers um there are modern astrologers modern astrologers which is what I do is where we do take in the planet pluto neptune and uranus which were all discovered much much later like in the mm-hmm. 181900s so those are pretty new new modern planets um so traditional astrologers they don't use those planets they just use the regular seven planets that we could see from the sky without a telescope. Um, And then, yes, you have Vedic astrology, which is the Hindu version, the East Indian version of astrology. And they actually go by um, what is known as sidereal astrology, which is where they are tracking the planets as they are literally in the sky right now. Western astrology uses the same system from thousands of years ago before the earth kind of wobbled on its axis. So, Mm, right. Yeah. So like with the vernal, with the vernal shifting. Yes. Uh So it's still like 23 degrees behind what technically is right now. Like, Uh like an astronomer would say right now that the sun is in, well, it might still be in Gemini. But like the moon today, it's in Aries for for you know Western astrologers, but an astronomer or a Vedic astrologer would say it's in Taurus. You know, it would be mm. different. Um so yeah, there's there's all kinds of versions of astrology. And obviously I'm not I won't go on for more hours about that, but hopefully that gives some clarity.
0: Complexity. Clarity through so complexity. Complexity yeah. maybe. Yes. Not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and you, I mean, when I, because I, I just spent like last weekend with with Tara for my birthday, um, you just went to a conference and you learned about a whole other type, right? That you got really interested in that like was focusing on Pluto specifically.
2: Yeah, so right. There's also, um, it's called evolutionary astrology.
0: Oh my God, so where much. Where
2: we're really looking more at like, what is the soul's like full journey, not just this lifetime. Where was the soul before? Why do you have the chart that you have in this lifetime? Why Mm. are the planets like this? And it's because, well, that's what's left over. That's what you still have to work on from your last lifetime. Um, So yes, very much. I'm very much into learning more about evolutionary astrology. I think it's very valid. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a deeper, it's a deeper way of looking at astrology than just, oh, this is how these planets are affecting your personality. And this is why, you know, there's blockage here. This is why you're really talented at this thing, which we can all get from that. But it's also going deeper, like looking to the past and applying mm. that to, to our current life as well. Wow. wow. So knew? it can go real deep. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a, And it is a bottomless pit. Yeah.
1: I
0: mean, my next question was like, what are some of the uses of astrology? Like, what are some of the ways we can kind of harness... It's it's wisdom in our own lives, but I feel like you kind of answered that. I mean, it seems like it's reflecting on yourself and having a better understanding of yourself and why you are the way that you are, but also Right. I mean yeah. it's kind of like everything, right? Interacting with other people, knowing the right times like to start careers or start a new project. I mean, it kind of just incorporates everything, it seems.
2: Yeah, I mean, the basic use is, right, having your natal chart read. And that's where, like, someone like me, a professional astrologer, gets a copy of your chart. And I look to see where are the planets? What signs are they in? What houses are they in? And each, um, you know, planet, sign, and house tells a part of your story. It shows us. It's like the natal chart is a map. And yes, we have free will, but it's like our potential, Or Mm -hmm. where we, um, where we can look to when we're lost, you know, when people feel like, oh, I just, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, where, where is the path? I feel lost from my path. Mm -hmm. Your natal chart is a really good place to start. Because it has really great information as to where you are best suited to be focusing your energies it's a very useful, again, tool. I feel
1: like we have all yes. these amazing tools and tool. this is one absolutely that can go very deep. But I forgot to mention earlier that if you are listening, as we go in deeper a little bit in this episode, it might be helpful for you. Um, Tara provided a link, www.astro.com, and you can get a free natal chart. So as we're talking about all these different, you know, sun sign versus moon sign versus It's an actual chart and you'll be able to Mm -hmm. reference your own as we're talking. So it might be helpful if you want to pause and print, look it up, print it up. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that.
2: Astro.com is a great, it's a great free tool. You can make your own account. I think you can store up to like a hundred free charts in there. So if you want to practice on other people, look up your parents, look up your friends. Um, But yeah, but starting with your own natal chart, if you've never looked at it, is a great place to start. Thank you. I know
1: in our pre-meet, you had mentioned about how astrology is a tool, as we just talked about, that assists us in working with the energy of the planets, Mm -hmm. and then how becoming aware of these changes can actually help us to be more prepared for what lies ahead for us personally Especially when you're looking at your own chart, Um, I know we've all seen. Even if we're not, because I even though I'm a crystal seller, you would think that I'm super into astrology. I'm very basic. I don't know very much at all. So this is really exciting for me, (laughs) along with you listeners, to listen to Tara talk. Just as we have in our in our private podcast, she's such a wealth of knowledge, so many aha moments, Mm -hmm. but. Even if we're not that into astrology, we've all seen those posts of, oh, Mercury's in retrograde, and we all feel that, like, doom of, like, oh, no wonder, you know, even though we don't really know what's going on. Um, But I feel like as I've gotten to know you and getting a little bit more knowledgeable, that it's almost like a form of, not necessarily foretelling the future, but being more prepared for what lies ahead. Would you say that's kind of,
2: I feel like that's my
1: outlook on it. It's it's yeah, just right. a very helpful tool.
2: Yes. Yeah, so like, right on the, on the broad sense, right. Knowing where are the planets right now? Like what is their energy right now? Can I tap into that? For example, we just had the planet Mercury move into Gemini and Gemini is Mercury's <laughs> home. Yeah. Mercury rules Gemini. So Mercury is home in Gemini right now. That means that Our communication skills are like sharp, we're firing. Um, We can learn information, we can share information. This is great for writing, for having conversations, for socializing. Um, So knowing that, oh, for the next few weeks, Mercury's in Gemini, I really want to get started on that short story I've been wanting to write or start that podcast I've been thinking about. You know, it's like, oh, like the universe is on your side right now. It's there to support you in that kind of endeavor. Um, and you know, also just then, if you know, like, for example, like Jillian, she is a Gemini, she's got a Gemini son. So the planet Mercury in Gemini is going to pass by her son. So if she knows that that's like extra mental power for her.
0: My Mercury and she, is also in Gemini too. So it's.
2: Yes. I, right. Which, and you're right. right so you're going have Gemini. what's called your mercury return yeah where mercury's going to go back to where it was when you were born too Um, Mm. so yeah, so for her, it's like, wow, I can really get working on that book or get working on that writing project, get working on that thing. Not that I know anything about that. We laugh because I'm currently
0: working on a book right now and my deadlines are definitely looming.
2: Yeah. So girl now is it? Yeah. But see, you're so Mm -hmm. lucky you have an astrologer friend who can be like, now is the time use that energy because it's like really working for you right now.
0: Okay, noted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because I know you've got you've got a lot of private clients, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, who are your clients typically? Like, who do you tend mm-hmm. to work with? And I, I guess what I'm most interested in is, what do they come to you seeking support in? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I really focus on working um, with women. You know, usually women who are, you know, they're, they're ambitious in some way, like they they're working on their career, or they're starting a business, or they just they want to accomplish things, they want to find love, they want they want a fulfilling life, mm-hmm. you know, they want all the things. So but usually when they come to me, they just they either want, it's kind of like getting like confirmation that they mm-hmm. are on the right path. You know, a lot of times I'll see like, oh, I see that like you've got a really strong artistic talent and I'll say, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm an illustrator. That's what I, and I'm like, that's great. I, that is so good. Oh (laughs) God, I'm so glad that's what I'm supposed to be doing. But it's like, yeah. So sometimes I'm just kind of reaffirming what they already know about themselves, but they were maybe feeling not so confident about, Mm -hmm. but then I was there to be like, no, this is, this is what your soul, part of your soul's journey was to like. Feed that talent, feed that expression. Um, For some people, it can be they're in some kind of crisis, like, or they're dealing with a big transformation. Like, I just lost my job and I don't know what to do now. I don't know what to do next. So again, you know, I, I know where to look in the chart for like, well, what are some strengths this person has? What would be good career options for them? What would be some good things for them to explore next?
1: Need. I think this is amazing.
2: Everyone needs to contact Tara. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. I mean, and people, people who are ready, you know, I really, I really want to meet someone, but I feel like it's been hard for me. That's the one piece that I can't figure out. Why don't relationships work out for me? So then in that case, I, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do a Venus reading. Like, We need to see what's going on with your planet Venus in your chart. And usually, sure, I will see that the Venus has some blockage in some way but I'm able to offer that explanation. So then it's not so, oh, I thought there was just something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. No, it's a lesson you're supposed to learn. And can you heal it? Absolutely. But you can't heal it until you know what needs to be healed. And with that, it's usually just, you know, people who have a Venus blockage. It's just, you've got to learn to open up. You've got to push mm-hmm. yourself to open up more. And obviously it gets more detailed than that, right. but that's just a, But yeah, but it's very helpful for people to understand that it's not like it's not their fault. They're not doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. They're just in the middle of learning the lesson. And I think what I can do is shed light on that lesson so they can heal it faster. They can really like take it on and then get to the other side instead of just like, I don't know why this doesn't work out for me. I've tried everything. I go to counseling. I do this. But like, I don't know where this is coming from.
1: Mhm. I think this is so beautiful because it's a way that we can get to know ourselves on such a deeper level. Yeah. Of why I do the things I do, why mm-hmm. this feel like why this feels like it's happening to me, why is this happening right. to me? Why is this a recurring theme? It's like obviously we have we've had different episodes when it comes to inner right. child work and thought work and all this stuff, but I feel like this is just such an amazing way that we can get down to our inner wisdom and our inner self, getting to know ourselves. It's like it's another form of self-love and self-care of let right. me dive into who I am
2: mm-hmm. and go from yeah. there. Right. And a lot so of times, amazing. yeah, and a lot of times too, it's subconscious. We can consciously be like, yeah, what what do you mean? I my heart is open. I am ready for a, a relationship. I consciously can say that, but it's your subconscious that is like, no, we're remembering like we were hurt really badly and we're not ready to really open up. So it's like Mm -hmm. that you've got to like heal that subconscious part too.
0: And what's really beautiful too is, is the concept is like you're as a soul, you chose your natal chart. You chose the moment to be born. Like we're, orchestrating being born into the family that you were born in with the natal chart that you have, with the design, you know, if you're into human design, the human design that you have, like we are making this choice and we are choosing, all right, well, I have chosen that this is going to happen in order to learn this lesson or to expand Mm -hmm. through this challenge I had in a previous life or whatever it might be. But I feel like that's such a, it's so much more empowering to see it in front of you. Yes. And no, I chose this. This is something that I am fully capable of healing and working through and expanding through because I chose that for this reason as opposed to why does this always happen to me? I don't understand. Mm
2: -hmm. It's so
0: much more empowering. It's so much the so much less, you know, it's so easy, I think, to fall not not in a shaming type of way but to, to feel like a, a victim in a way of like why is this happening i don't understand i don't right. get it and instead of having it in front of you this is why it's happening i chose this that means mm. i have i have the internal
1: locus of control to change it now right you now i have to reiterate that statement jillian just said <laughs> i am fully capable It turns it from, as you just said, that victim mentality to if I chose this, if previous Mm -hmm. me chose this, it's because I knew I could get through it.
2: Right. How
1: much more empowering is that? Of like, instead of like, oh, this keeps happening, of, oh, this is something I chose because I knew I could get through it, then I'm going to get through it. Like, oh, let mm-hmm. me, let me
0: conquer love this that. challenge. Yes. So I love right. that so much. And it just takes awareness. I mean, that's such a big, a big part of it. And it's so beautiful that there's, it's become more mainstream now. So we can actually go to people like you who are fully trained in this and can reflect back to us mm-hmm. what this crazy looking chart means. And like, for us to actually understand all of these, these nuances Um, which kind of leads me to my next question. So most people, they know their sun sign, right? Mm -hmm. But as as the terms have been thrown out already in the last 25 minutes, it's so much more than your sun sign. And even in my crystal shop, I get people coming in like, what's a good, what's a good stone for this? Like, what's a good stone for Sagittarius? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well... (laughs) There's so, like, there's good stones that align, like, do you want a stone that is energetically aligned with the strengths of a Sagittarius or do you want a stone that's going to help balance the energy of a Sagittarius or do you want mm-hmm. a stone that helps like a Sagittarius in the 12th house versus like the fifth house? Cause those are going to be like, there's so many nuances and complexities that I'm even seeing in my own, like, as people question me and like, I'm not an astrology esper- expert expert mm-hmm. in any way. So I mean, it's clearly important that you really have to look at the whole, the whole natal chart yes. or at the very, very least when one's first starting the big three, right? Which is the sun, the moon and the rising. So right. can you talk a little bit about, cause I don't want to like overwhelm people, but can you talk a little bit about those three in particular? Like, is there one over the other? I know everyone looks at the sun sign, but are there other signs where actually maybe should look at more or
1: does that kind of depend can i just clarify for the listeners if you're not that fluent in astrology because i literally just learned this at the pre-meet <laughs> okay. the sun sign is the sign that you're familiar with like you know like i know i'm a leo right i'm a leo yes. i was born on august 20th i am a leo that's the sign that majority of people know. So if you know that, that's what we're discussing when it comes to the sun sign. But yes. as Tara is going to get into, it, it <laughs> how, how makes me realize
2: be, there's so much more. So much yes. more
1: because I've never really resonated personally with Leo, mm. like the attributes of it. But mm-hmm. anyway, get into it. Tara. I just wanted to clarify Great. that for those yes. listening. Great.
2: So we actually want to start with the rising sign. The rising sign oh. is actually the foundation. Think of it as the whole foundation of your personality. Like, right. If we, if we are a house, like the rising sign is like, yeah, that cement grounding foundation that we're always going to have with us. We're just layering our other things on top of it. So your rising sign is literally, it's the sign, the constellation that was on the horizon the moment you were born. That's why it's rising. It was coming
0: up. Yes. And this is also known as the ascendant, right? In case someone reads that. the ascendant.
1: Right, right, right. right. Because on the chart, it's okay. If you're printing up your chart at home, it's the part that says ascendant.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that some people can feel like that's the sign they resonate with, Mm. you know, more than their sunset. Some people are very much connected to their rising sign. Um. Now, the rising sign also tells us what is um, the way I was educated is that actually the most important planet in your chart is what's known as your chart ruler. And that is the planet that coincides with your rising sign. So, for example, I am Virgo rising. Okay. The planetary ruler of Virgo is Mercury. So, Mercury. Is my chart ruler? That's actually the most important planet in my whole chart. And Mercury oh. is the messenger, the messenger, the teacher, the student, um, the communicator. You know, so that's part. That's part of my purpose, and and I do that. You know, wow. um, I love sharing this information about astrology. I loved sharing information about food. I loved, you know, learning how to be an actor. Like that was all very strong Mercury energy. And then, you know, to take it further, then you would look at, well, where is that planet in your chart? For me, it's in Capricorn. Mercury is in Capricorn in my fourth house. Da da da, da. So that gives you more clues to that, that ruling planet. So you have that. Next, you want to, yes, then up next, the sun and the moon. And for women, uh, people with uteruses, female identifying um, personalities, The moon is actually, I feel more important because that is, it is the great feminine celestial body, the moon, whereas Mm. the sun, yes, it's important, but it is, it's more masculine energy. Mm. So I think as women really understanding our moon sign and moon placement is probably where going to resonate with us more that energy. But yes, so then you would look at your moon, what sign is it in? What house is it in? And then the sun. Yeah. So and the moon is our emotional life, (laughs) our subconscious, it can represent our home life, it can represent our, our relationship with our mother. Yeah, you can look at a lot with the moon. Um, And then the sun, yeah, the sun is our, you know, our ego self, our conscious self, I
1: have a question just because yes. again, I'm, I'm coming from the beginner aspect. So uh-huh, if I'm good. looking, if I'm looking at the chart, cause I printed mine great. When you're saying that when it's a rising sign, which on the chart, it's called ascendant. Uh-huh. Um, there is a planet that was ruling during that time. Is that found on the chart? That way, if you're so li- listening you and you're looking at it, your-
2: you would need to know what, because every sign has a planetary ruler. Okay. So, for example, can can you tell us what your rising sign is? My ascendant is a Cancer. Can, yes, You're so your Cancer rising. So the ruler of your whole chart is the Moon. The Moon rules Cancer. Oh, so that's just something that you,
1: as the expert, would know. And when we right. come to okay, right,
2: cool. So for everyone else, if you want to, you know, if you have, um, you know, let's say Aquarius rising, you can. Google what planet rules Aquarius if you're got just it. wanting okay. to learn also What's I Capricorn? recommend books at the end too <laughs> yeah so right Jillian's Capricorn rising her ruler is Saturn oh, is Saturn yes which is about responsibility mm. hard work building like Ugh. literally like building things like building businesses building homes building Ugh. yeah that structure. sounds tiring right now <laughs> but structure yeah structure is very important to her
1: yeah this is so interesting Interesting. I feel like we could talk to you for hours of like just
0: picking your brain oh my goodness we
2: could do this for a whole day and
0: then just and then just like back it up so people explain so you explained you get your rising sign by what was on the horizon when you were born yes so how do you get the sign? and the moon okay so
2: I will just say too you do need an accurate birth time for your rising sign. If you don't know what time you were born, we're not going to know your rising sign. Mm-hmm. We can still interpret the planets. The planets are going to be in the same places, but we're not going to know your rising sign. And we're not going to know the true houses mm. that your planets are in, that they're interacting in. Okay. So, no. But there's still a and ton of
0: information. The- so if you don't yeah. know, that's okay. There's still...
2: It is know, okay. We can there's still so much information
1: things, yes. that can be interpreted. Um, and if you have your birth certificate, I believe it's on people's birth certificate. I feel like that's how I found mine. It should be
2: in some states, though. Like I actually, I don't know my accurate birth time, oh. which is very yeah. In the state of Oregon, they did not always put the birth time on the birth certificate. So if my mom thought I was born at eight thirty. But I'm like, that's not correct. I've I've done what's called chart rectification, which is where you, it's kind of like working backwards to find out your birth time. Mm-hmm. So, but I, f- I feel confident with the birth time I've come up with. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Interesting. Okay.
0: Um, okay. So, yeah. So, your sun sign, which I know most people know what it is. How did that actually gotten?
2: Oh, it's just so you'll make your chart.
0: No, and no, I mean, but
2: I mean, like, so the, what
0: like the horizon one sorry
2: oh so i know what you're saying i know yes, what you're saying you. yeah, yeah yeah because of the 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 time of the year right so okay. because so people born you know from may 21st to june 21st that's when the sun is in the constellation gemini
1: right that so it's is passing why through a it. gemini. Oh, yes. so it. okay. it's
2: when the sun whatever planet is in that's how we know is what kind of happening because it's whatever constellation, constellation it is, was traveling is through during that time of year, during the moment of your birth. Got it.
0: So that's how also you get your moon yes. is passing through when you were born.
2: Right. Okay. Right. Thank so you like for
0: clarifying. So like a baby
2: born today is going to have moon in Aries, sun in Gemini, Good Mercury me. in Gemini. <laughs> yeah. Like me. Saturn. Saturn and Pisces. Yeah, all the, all the planets as they are right now.
0: Okay. Very cool. Um All right, so, so thank you for clarifying. Are... I think that made it a little bit clear for those who are who are brand new to this. Sure, Go ahead, Iris. Yes.
1: Now I just uh just wanted to ask why um or if you know why they always do horoscopes based on the sun sign.
2: Well, right. So if you, you know, newspaper horoscopes right people usually read it for their sun sign but most of the time those horoscopes are actually based on your rising sign (laughs) and a lot of people you know i don't know they don't i don't know why that's not clarified (laughs) but i know when i was reading like i was like this isn't my sun sign this is for my rising sign and the reason why they do it for your rising sign that's how they make predictions because right like for me virgo rising That means that in my chart, Gemini rules my 10th house, my house of career, which means the sun is in Gemini right now. So the sun is going through my house of career. So if I were to read, you know, a horoscope from a magazine right now, I'd probably say Virgo now is a really great time for you to be focusing on your career. Is there, are there networking events you can go to? Is there a project you want to start? Now, if I were a Virgo sun, I would be like, okay, sure. But it wasn't really written for a Virgo sun. It was written for Virgo rising. So people should be looking
1: up their moon sign and using that when it comes to astrology.
2: Their rising or Or their their rising rising sign.
1: Their rising sign. Okay. Yeah.
2: If you read horoscopes from magazines or online, you read for your rising sign and see if it'll probably make more sense to you and be like, oh yeah, that's more fitting.
0: Yeah. I know there's, 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 another pretty well-known astrologer and usually she has like for your sun and your rising and you're supposed to read right both yeah and I've I never knew that was a thing you were supposed to do and then Mm -hmm. when I read both it really did feel like both resonated but especially the rising would resonate more. like there were pieces of the sun that I was like okay this feels right but the rising was always like yeah yeah this is this is actually what's happening in my (sighs) life right now
1: so cool good to know Very interesting. (laughs) Um,
0: I know in our pre-meet, one of the things you had mentioned also is like, people look at the sun sign because we live in a patriarchal society. And so people like, it's the sun and that's very masculine and patriarchal. And so I just think it's worth, it was such an interesting little conversation we had in our Mm pre-meet that I think it's worth mentioning here. I think that's why, you know, at least according to you, there's so much focus on the sun sign. Yes, right. And I think also because it's, it's easy, right? You're born between these two times. Right. This is your sign. Everything else you kind of have to look up.
2: Yeah. And actually, I mean, there are people who think like, oh, well, but I was born on, you know, October 21st. I'm a Scorpio. There's a very good chance in your birth chart you could actually still be a Libra. The sun could still be at 29 degrees Libra. You actually aren't a Scorpio. So that's why if you're a cusp, a cusp baby, um, it's, it is good to like either print, you know, make your own natal chart or book a reading to really know where your sun sign is. Mm.
0: Yeah, very interesting. And then the other thing I think is just really interesting that you talk about a lot when I, when we've talked about astrology is (laughs) how the planets interact each other. And again, that's another thing that you're not
2: gonna really know unless you talk to an expert right right so when we're interpreting a natal chart we are also looking for um what are called aspects and the aspects are basically the relationships planets have with each other in the chart Um, Mm. sometimes those relationships there's a good flow of energy between the planets Sometimes there's more struggle. There's more work that needs to be done between the planets. So that's why someone, you know, maybe right can be, oh, but I'm a, I'm a Leo sun, but maybe I, I, but for some reason, I don't feel like a Leo sun. You could have another planet That has a relationship with your Leo sun. That's maybe, maybe it's the planet Neptune. And that's actually going to make you kind of feel more like a Pisces, like a little bit more, but I'm so artistic and I'm not super social. And I really don't like attention as much as like normal Leos, right. Or like, we love the spotlight, you know, it could be something like that. So that's why, Mm -hmm. again, your chart is so nuanced and it isn't just, oh my sun sign, it's black and white. This is who I'm supposed to be. No. There's all kinds of other influences that can be going on affecting the whole personality. And that's why, that's why we are all complex individuals. We are all not just one thing. There's many different parts to us and the planets really tell that story. And just goes to show again, that
1: we are all so unique. Our Mm -hmm. fingerprint, our voice, our chart, we're all so beautifully complicated and we're worth the time complex. to look into ourselves complex. We're complex. We're complex yeah complicated <laughs> <I> mean, we, <laughs> we, yeah. we can't we can't get complicated but
0: like <laughs>
2: we're complex <laughs> beautifully complex nuanced, no, we should dive into yeah, knowing ourselves beings. yes
0: yeah. delight <laughs> delightful tension in our charts <laughs> there's beauty to be found in it <laughs> um so I know we did list like where to find that, right? Which is astro.com or say it again. We'll link mm-hmm. it. We'll link it as well. Um, so for our natal chart, what, for those of you who are, for those who are listening or those who actually were able to pull up their chart, could we like go through that a little bit and just kind of break down what a natal chart even is? Cause I yeah, know. That's right.
2: right. So, um, do you guys want me? I can bring up, you know, I know I have Iris's chart as an example, or I can bring up any other chart. Just bring ch- up minus mine. for anyone who's yeah. watching. Yeah, let's do an example. That's probably good. Okay, so I have pulled up a chart on the share screen. It is Iris's chart. Thank you, Iris. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just as an example, yeah. So you can see the natal chart. It is a circle right? And it is divided into 12 equal houses. Um, Well, actually, I shouldn't say equal. If you're using whole sign houses, yes, it will be equal. If you are using Placidus, it could be equal, or it's probably going to (laughs) be, you're going to have houses that are different sizes. So the houses the the yellow around? So, okay, great question. So around on the very outer edge of the chart, you will see the constellations. That's how we know where the constellations are. So for example, because Iris is cancer rising, she has cancer right here on the first house cusp. And you will basically see the first house cusp, that is, that is the horizon. Um, it is on the left side of the chart. It is the straight line going across. You'll see a little number one right underneath that line. That is the first house. And the ascendant is the cusp of the first house. So as you will see going counterclockwise, the chart is divided into 12 houses, and that is because we have 12 zodiac signs, and each zodiac sign is 30 degrees, right? So a full circle is 360 divided. If you were divided by 12, yeah, each, each sign is 30 degrees. Okay. Got it. Um, so then we have we have the houses, then we have the planets, which are represented by these glyphs. These are the ancient glyphs that represent the planets. Hmm. Um, So yes, and you can use for those listening, if you aren't familiar with the glyphs, you can also use astro.com. They have a little reference guide. So if you're like, wait, what is this little squiggly thing here? (laughs) Oh, okay. That's the planet Uranus. Great. Um, So you can use that as a guide. But yeah, but as you can see, it shows you the planet, what sign it's in and what house it's in. And it also has a degree number. The degree number is important for that's how we determine the aspects. So there is a little bit of math that goes on. Um, so yeah, let me let me know if anyone's
1: lost. <laughs> well, I'm I'm having a hard time because it looks. I think when you're showing the arrow of where things are, we're not seeing, or at least I'm not seeing um, the arrow. No, okay, so that's okay, it's but, low, we still, right, but we can still we can still reference yeah. it though. Yeah. Okay, so
0: just, we have this up. So let's just kind of break it down. What does each planet, right? Whether that's a planet or the sun is technically a star and, you know, whatever, Right, we're calling them all planets. So each planet represents a different aspect of ourselves, Mm -hmm, of our, of our personality. Could we just do a quick overview of each of the planets and what they represent?
2: Yes. Great, great thing to do. So first of all, we have the five personal planets, okay? These are called the personal planets because they are the core components of our personalities and they are also closest um, closest to us, closest hmm. to Earth. Oh, and also the circle that you see in the very middle of your natal chart, that represents the Earth. That is our oh. perspective from Earth. So if you think oh. of that, like this circle in the middle is earth, Got this is where it. the sun rises. This is where the sun sets. So for example, the
0: earth is the center of the universe. Yes,
2: right. <laughs> Aha. Um, <laughs> so Hashtag that's not see true. <laughs> that Iris, she was born very in, early in the morning. It was still dark outside. That's why her sun is down here. It's underneath. If you were born in the dark, the sun is at the bottom of your chart. If you were born Mm. during the daytime, the sun is going to be up here because that's the daytime. Um, So anyway, back to the planets, the five personal planets, the sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. The sun and the moon, we've kind of gone over. But yeah, sun is our core personality, our conscious self, our ego. The moon, our emotional self, how we react to things emotionally, our subconscious, um, you know, reactions. It's kind of like your reflexes, the moon, like the way you behave without even thinking about it, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and also our instincts. The moon is also how our instincts operate. Okay. So then we have Mercury. Mercury which I talked about a little bit too, communication, how we communicate. That's what Mercury represents in our chart, how we learn, how we communicate, how we share information. Uh, then we have Venus, right? How we love, how Mm. we show affection, um, the kind of relationships we're drawn to, um, how we cooperate with others. Mm. And Venus also represents our values Mm. and also, um, you know how how we like to enjoy the material world. Hmm. It's also you know money finances is also a part of Venus, <laughs> love hmm. and money. That's Venus, uh, and then we have Mars, which is the planet of our sexual drive, um, our motivation, um, how we yeah how we go after things, how we fight for things, right? Because Mars is the warrior. It's like our yeah our fighting style. Hmm. <laughs> OK, so those are the personal planets. Okay. OK, then we have the kind of like in between planets. They're not personal, but they're also not the super way far out generational planets. That is Jupiter and Saturn. Jupiter represents where we expand, where we like to push limits, where we can experience abundance, um, mm. good fortune, opportunities. Mm. So it's like, yeah, Jupiter is known as like the great benefic. It is like the most positive planet. Like Jupiter is your buddy. Uh, And then Saturn is the opposite. Saturn is the discipline, the structure, the reality, right? Mm -hmm. Where you need to restrict. Like, no, you can't just like play every day your whole life. You have to do some work. That's Saturn. (laughs) Saturn. Saturn is like, he's the taskmaster. He's like the tough love planet who's like, listen, I know you want to go play with your friends later, but you've got to finish your homework. (laughs) That's Saturn where we have restrictions. (laughs) It's also the planet of karma. And it really reveals to us like a really big key lesson that we need to learn in this lifetime. (laughs) Uh, So then we move to the outer planets. These are known as the generational planets because they move so slowly. Like, for example, we've got Pluto that takes 248 years to make one lap. So Pluto is in the same sign for a very long time, meaning that people born like so my generation, right, millennials, all of us like. For like 14 years, there's a chunk of people born with Pluto in Scorpio, because that's how long it took Pluto to move through Scorpio, like 15 years, 14, 15 years. Mm. So there's a whole generation of people. Yeah, we all have Pluto in Scorpio. Um, So the other outer planets are Uranus and Neptune. So those are more generational because so many people are born while those planets are in the same sign. So the sign in your chart, it's not as significant as the house, because the house is, oh, where is that generational planet playing out? And Pluto is about transformation. It is the planet of death and rebirth. Um, Yeah, regeneration, the planet of basically everything intense in our lives, sex, (laughs) death. It also rules other people's money. So like resources that like come together from all kinds of people that's mm. Pluto. Um, but yeah, it's basically the planet of transformation. That's the best way to look at it. Uh, and then we have Uranus, which is the planet of change. It's where, wherever it is in our chart, that's where we're likely to experience a lot of changes where we are going to want to reinvent ourselves. Um Yeah, it's the planet of like breakthroughs and awakenings, change. Mm. And then we have Neptune, which is the planet of basically transcendence and enlightenment. Like that planet tells us how, what is the means that I'm going to use to like get to that next level of enlightenment, of like peace, of feeling like I, I, Have everything figured out, and I'm connected to everyone. Like I don't have to get so caught up in the everyday little struggles. Like I can elevate my my being to to a higher place of love and compassion.
1: So it's like your higher self planet. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Wow. Um, Yeah. I
2: took a lot of notes on that. (laughs) I know.
0: Would you also just because I know it's also kind of important the north node and the south node and what that means.
2: Sure. So the North Node and South Node in the chart, they're always <laughs> going to be opposite each other. And they're the
0: ones that look like the horseshoe or the yeah, upside I call The right, a
2: little a horseshoe and then the upside down one directly across. versus
0: looks like right? a little cup. So yeah. the
2: one that's right side up is the North Node. The one that's upside down is the South Node.
0: And the one that's upside the, down is like because horseshoes, what's up and what's down?
2: The oh, one yeah, that it right. like looks like a little
0: cup versus looking like
2: a oh, you it. know.
0: Right. So the yeah. cup, the cup
2: looking one is the South. As opposed to a hat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if We want to go that way. Yes. Love with the metaphor. Yes. Love um, it. Right. So the South node really represents um, where our soul is coming from. So the hmm. South node energy, usually it feels very familiar to us. It's like, yeah, I know what that is. I'm comfortable in this energy. Whereas the North Node is kind of more like our destiny point, like where our soul wants to go, even though it seems a little scary. And usually when we first are like trying on that North Node energy, it does. It feels uncomfortable because you're like, this is the total opposite of like my happy place, which is my South Node. But as we are constantly evolving, right, as souls on this (laughs) journey, we eventually want to get comfortable with that North node energy.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at my North node and my North node is, is an Aries and I'm like, that feels very scary.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Meaning yourself right as Libra. Yeah. Being like an an independent, strong,
0: forced, like (laughs) forceful type person. I'm like, Oh God, that sounds terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that should be fun for all of us to look up. Um, <laughs> okay, so we have an idea of what like the symbols mean and what they represent for us, and the, what the planets represent for us. So now we're looking at the nail chart, right? We're looking at the we're looking at the circle with its twelve, you know, pizza pieces. When we're looking at the natal chart they're arranged in such a way they have like these tiny little numbers in the middle, right? And as you said, your houses are determined by your ascendant or your rising sign. Mm-hmm. So could we talk a little bit about those, those pizza pieces, those, those houses? Oh, um, sure. and right. what I guess, so they're determined, like we know, we know how they're determined now. So what do what do the houses represent? Like this is starting to feel very complicated, but I know it doesn't have to be. It's like, yeah, how, can, yeah, yeah. how can we simplify what this means? So,
2: The first house is about the self. Mm. Okay, It's the self and it is, and it's in the family of Aries. The first house is just like Aries. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. That's Aries. First house is Aries. Mars is Aries energy. So those are kind of all in the same family. So first house if you're familiar with Aries, it's very similar energy. It's independent. It's about the self. It's about the physical self. Um but you don't necessarily
0: is, have your Aries in there, right? It's just because your no, first house right. is determined right. by but it's like the it's like the aligning energies, right? Because we've got twelve and twelve. So they kind right. of like match up energy-wise, even if you don't have the planets in there.
2: Exactly. What or even if you don't right, have it on your cusp. So, so like for example Right, Iris is her first house. The first house is always going to be about the self in mm-hmm. every single person's chart. That's what the first house is about. That and doesn't that's the change. number
1: one pie, right? Right, you see but the on little the number one. Okay, okay. Yes. and
0: that's Just determined by your your rising
2: sign. Right. Well, the first, yeah, the first house always starts here. It okay. always starts here. But the energy of her first house, so for Iris, because it's Cancer. Cancer is on the cusp of her first, ha- first house. Mm-hmm. So her, her energy herself is more emotional. It's more sensitive. It's more nurturing because it's cancer.
1: Mm-hmm. I've literally never looked into cancer because I had no idea that that was even relative
2: <laughs> to me. <laughs> so this is all very interesting. Yeah. And she looks through the world more through a lens of like how she feels about it. Mm-hmm. as opposed to how, like, logically, what am I, th- it's like, but how do I feel about this? This is how, you know, I feel about these things, how I feel about this. And she's always filtering through her, through her emotions. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I would say that probably makes, sense. I, I feel like I'm, it's more of like my intuitive feeling versus what's yes. actually happening.
2: Right. But, however, cancer is also the crab. Cancer is also good at high, there is a protective shell. So other people might not necessarily know what she's feeling or that she's feeling something because it's very internal Mm -hmm. because it's the it's the crab crab's got the shell on the outside. That
1: makes sense. Mm -hmm.
2: But anyway, so, yeah. And then it's then we go to the second house. Second house is about our resources, personal resources. Okay, are how we relate to the material world, how we spend money, how we make money. It's the money house. Okay. It's the money house. Okay. Third house is the house of communication, also house of siblings and neighbors, and like our local environment, like the grocery store we go to every day. That's that's the third house. It's your local um, you know, setting that you interact in. Fourth house. Fourth house is our parents, our childhood home, our emotional conditioning. Um, and even just like the homes in general, the energy of our our homes all throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fifth house is house of creativity, self-expression, and children. Sixth house is the house of service, work, like literally like the daily work that we do, daily routines, and our health, and also maintenance. So anything that needs to be maintained is a sixth house thing, like a pet like pets fall into the 6th house because hmm. you've got to mean you know you got to feed your pet every day you've got to make sure it's taken care of. 7th uh, house, house of partnerships, marriage, any kind of contractual relationship, right? So anything if it's a doctor, if it's a lawyer, anyone you sign a contract with, that's a 7th house thing. 8th house is house of shared resources. So like other money that comes to you, money that you share with another person. Um, Also the house of sex and death. It's the Scorpio house. Hmm. Uh, Ninth house is the house of philosophy, spirituality, international travel, um, law, publishing, all of Hmm. those things. Hmm. Tenth house is house of career and public image. Eleventh house, house of our friendships, group activities, um, also our ideals and our hopes. And twelfth house, twelfth house is like the most challenging one to like really understand. Because for one, it is the house of things that are hidden. Um, And it represents institutions where people are hidden, like prisons, mental hospitals, any kind of hospital, actually, because people are hidden away in those places. Um, It can also be, it's like the house of secrets. It's the house where we can keep our secrets. Because again, secrets are hidden, right?
1: Hmm. How
2: interesting. And then for, not just for me, but for
1: in general, for people, when you don't have anything, or it looks like, like for Uh a couple of them, that there's not a bunch of signs in it, like some of the other ones. Does that just mean it's not as, um powerful in your life that aspect or what is that
2: yeah so empty houses versus houses that are that are full mm-hmm. the houses that are full with planets that's like you signed up for that course your soul mm. was like yeah <laughs> second house <laughs> let's do that this time so the houses that are empty it does not mean that those areas of your life are going to be empty it just means you're not taking that class this year or this, this <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. Like that was an elective, but you were like, nah, I'm good <laughs> nah, I'm on not that one. That. Not really where I need to be focusing stuff, but yeah. But second house says so like for you, you've got three planets in your second house and they're all in Leo. So we call that a stellium. A stellium is when you have three or more planets in the same sign and, or the same house. So there's a focus there. So for you, like those second house lessons, learning about money, learning about finances, learning about your own relationship to money in the material world. That's that's a lesson for you.
1: Hmm. I'm just imagining my higher self like out in wherever, some other planet (laughs) being like, yes, yes, nah, not interested in that. I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. No. Right. Good but, on that one. Thank you. But
0: yeah, and it doesn't mean that you won't be experiencing those things. Right, but It's like right. it's not like necessarily going to be a challenge. It's, it's not, not the focus. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. something is probably going to happen a little a little easier. Because mm-hmm. the challenges are where we're, those are the fun things, right? That's where we expand. Yeah. As I'm looking That's at my chart, grow. I know I mine is like all of my stuff is super clustered or like totally empty. <laughs>
2: yeah oh, how funny yeah yeah and everyone's everyone's chart is different. Some mm-hmm. people have everything's really spread out evenly mm-hmm. like I mean it's it's most people have at least one or two houses that are empty. It's rare to see like a totally full every house has something in it that's pretty rare um but yeah, but some people do have a more spread out yeah spread out chart where they don't have where they only have like one or two planets in each house, so it's like they wanted to learn a lot of different things at the same time. Hmm. How interesting.
1: Everyone, oh. you have to
2: pull up your chart
1: because this I, yeah, is so interesting to look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So I know we kind of, we started a little bit. Could we just do like a very quick, like three to five minute reading for Iris for like the sun, moon and rising, just so people can kind of get a taste of, mm-hmm. of what that's like and what what you do. I right. So ready. here we go. Yes, I'm like,
2: yes, yes. I've got
1: so many notes on this page. I gotta turn it
2: around. <laughs> so, right. So, Cancer Rising, like I said, she really filters everything through an emotional perspective. And you know, I would assume when she really has to make a decision, she's gonna go on her gut feeling about it. Mm-hmm. She and, and her intuition, she's very, very tuned into her intuition. Now, also, she has the planet Venus. You can see Mm -hmm. Venus and cancer also right there. So Iris, imagine Venus was just about to come up over the horizon the moment you were born. Mm -hmm. She was like right there, like right about to burst over. But Venus is still, she's influencing your rising sign a bit too. So, you know, you also, you are someone who is partnership oriented. You crave balance, cooperation, um, that's really important for you, and you know, trying to um, trying to keep the peace. I'm just and nodding also, if you guys aren't watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> you know, you, you need to take your time with things. You don't like to be rushed, mm-hmm. and you are very much. You really appreciate like the natural, the natural beauty of the world. Like you like looking at the flowers and the sky and the sunset and the thing. Like you really. Mm-hmm like to take time to appreciate those things.
1: 1 million percent. Also
2: physical, physical <laughs> touch, very important to you. Mm-hmm. Like having that physical connection with people is like, goes such a long way with you. It's like, no, you need to hug me. You need to give me a massage. Like I need to feel the touch. Um, so then going to your moon, which is your, she's the most important planet in your whole chart. She's your chart ruler. This moon Uh, moon in oh gosh it's like kind of locked on here but it is moon in libra uh so again that that partnership theme is coming back where you know relationships are important to you Mm -hmm. now the only thing with this is you need to be careful of always thinking about other people and then all of a sudden you're like oh wait what about my needs (laughs) <laughs> oh, shoot, like my cup is totally empty because I've been spending the last month or whatever filling up everyone else's cup and now I'm exhausted and drained. Mm-hmm. So important for you to check in with yourself and make sure your needs are also being met because you naturally, it's your it's your moon, it's your subconscious. Mm-hmm. You're looking at everyone else. Is everyone else okay? Is everyone else taken care of?
1: It's honestly a card I pull up, like, I feel like every, almost every single Oracle reading, I pull three cards and one of them's always like, take care of you, fill up your own inner well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. Because you have, you have your default is to be doing things for others. But so with it, but again, awareness, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, that's like my default. That's where I naturally want to go. But that's not super sustainable for me. So let's make the conscious adjustment. Okay, I'm going to take a break and like do some things for me now. Um, so also, yes, she has this, this Leo son, um, but it is in the second house. So it is a little more, it's more grounded. It's yes, you are, you are very loving. You have a big heart. You, um, you have a lot of pride um, if anyone wants to hurt your feelings, ignoring you is like the biggest way to do that. Um, Zio's very much. I was gonna get, say, go I ahead. feel
1: like this is where childhood, um, like our experiences in life can change uh-huh. our natural aspects because as a child, like I was alone, I dig in my room perfectly happy. <laughs> So I'm like, okay. I've like taken the yeah. opposite approach of like learning to come out of like the shell, so to speak.
2: But well, it's just kind of interesting to
1: see how that interacts, you know?
2: Yeah, but see, but that's very cancer rising. Again, it's the crab in the shell. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to be on my own in my, in my room. I love my room. I'm happy in here. I have all my things. All of my comforts are here. <laughs> yeah crab so right like, like <laughs> for you it's like i that moon energy and that cancer energy for you that's a little more it's you resonate with that more than your leo sun yeah and that's probably why you always read leo sun you're like i'm not this like big showy like look at me look at me everybody um personality mm-hmm. and that's that's because you've got cancer rising huh.
1: this is so interesting everybody po- book a session with tara
2: I know am <laughs> just going to keep plugging that <laughs> well thank okay. you for that, yeah Sarah. so for you and also your moon your moon is in the fourth house this is the natural house of cancer so mm. again it's that homebody. I just want to be at home I want to have my comforts I want to you know just be with my family and the people that are closest to me that I care about like that's where I feel peace
1: mm-hmm everyone listening she's spot on Ooh.
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <Ew>. <laughs> cool very interesting Thank you for so that. this would be like literally the tiniest of tastes of a natal chart reading uh with tara and especially if someone wanted to come in knowing more about like themselves specifically like their strengths and the challenges their paths um Now, how is, so that's a natal chart reading, right? We're just looking at the natal chart, but that's really Mm -hmm. different than a transit reading, which is looking at the current astrology of what's happening in the moment, right? right? Or what's potentially happening, like, you know, in the near future.
2: Yes. Right. So a forecast reading, or I actually like to call them cosmic checkups uh, on my website, that's when we see like i don't know why that sounds so sexy but it does i'm so like cool. i, oh, yeah. I don't, don't have like a medical checkup. kink or
0: anything but like i was like oh a cosmic <laughs> checkup that sounds that sounds nice
2: <laughs> says yes says jillian who has her son and mercury in the sixth house the house of health so that oh, makes sense <gasps> there we go Checkup. i'm there <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, I have so many doctor's um, appointments every week. It's not even funny. Uh, yep,
2: yeah, yeah, I believe it. Um, but anyway, so yes. Yeah, so looking at, we can take the natal chart mm-hmm. and then see, well, how is it relating to the planets right now? Like the natal chart is when we're born, right? That's our imprint. That's our personality. That's our soul map, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But then when we compare that to what's happening in the sky right now, That's where we can really realize like, oh, that's why I'm feeling this way right now, or that's why this thing is going on with me, because you've got planets that are constantly affecting all of these planets in your chart. Oh my god. So and as astrologers, we can look out. I mean, we can look out as far out as we want to. I can go see what's what planets are gonna affect me 10 years from now. But I'm not gonna do that to myself because <laughs> <laughs> that's not a fun game to play. But you know, but like six months out if you're trying to plan something or again, like someone maybe just, you know, I just lost my job and I don't really understand why. Oh, well, you've got a planet that's influencing your your career house right now or your career planets. And then it's like, yeah, but what does this mean? It means the planets are always helping us. That's the best way to look at it, too, is it might feel like, oh, this job ended and that sucks. Well, it ended because this planet's trying to help you get a better job that's more suited to who you are and where you are going to feel more aligned. So that job needed to be taken away by Pluto or whoever, whatever planet it is.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So I had to, when I was at your house for my birthday, um, you were kind enough mm-hmm. to give me a little, a little uh, solar return reading. Right. So that's another type of reading mm-hmm. you can do. Just I'm like, right. I'm like just plugging you as much as I can, basically. But <laughs> <All the things. laughs> oh, my goodness! So, but I thought that was really interesting because basically it kind of takes a snapshot of. My birthday, basically, right? The solar return where the sun returns Mm -hmm. back to when I was born. Um, Right. And that kind of gives a snapshot for like the themes for the upcoming year. So this is like another type of reading that you're able to do. Right. And that one I think is really interesting because it's not even just like this moment, but it's like, this is a significant moment that's going to cast, I say shadows, but not shadows necessarily, like not dark shadows, but like cast, cast its imprint on the entirety of your year. Because it's such mm-hmm. a major event, celestial, you know, event that's affecting your own chart.
2: Right. And it can give you clues too as to like maybe what you should be focusing on. Like, for example, if someone has Jupiter in their ninth house in the solar return chart.
0: Is that what I they had? They should I don't if there's
2: something that's not what you hope, oh, okay. but, um, <laughs> or maybe actually maybe you did, but, um, that would be, it would be good for you to focus on either traveling this upcoming year, or if you wanted to publish something because you have mm-hmm. beneficial Jupiter in the house of publishing. So maybe that wasn't what was on your to-do list, but it's like, wow, if I wanted to work with this energy, I could maybe write something and start sending it out to publishers because I've got Jupiter in my ninth house all year. Mm-hmm.
0: Very, very cool. So cool. Yeah.
2: Now I'm like,
1: I'm going to sign up for each of the readings. <laughs> I know I need actually, yeah. I booked my mom a
0: reading with you and I keep, I keep meaning to, to set that up because when I, yeah, it's so funny when in. I gave it to her, she was like, Oh, this is, this is cool. Interesting. Right. But my mom and I just took a mother daughter (laughs) trip that was like through a, like, it was like a tour group that was actually really, really amazing and not like a normal tour group. Um, and I started talking about, there was one other person, she's into astrology and the two of us started talking and then everyone started listening to us talk about it. Um, and then my mom was like, Oh, actually, didn't you book me that we should do like, she actually, she finally got interested (laughs) when she actually heard about it and heard how amazingly complex and nuanced and like right beautiful it can be and how much it can mm-hmm. feel and all of a sudden now she's like as she said she's all in so, Aww,
2: how cute. I, know. Love it.
0: I know so um so i, I keep needing to book that with you but um so what are some of the other things that you offer like what are some of the other so we got the natal chart reading right you could do a solar return reading could do a, a celestial right. check. cosmic check in. Cosmic check-in, cosmic, cosmic check in.
2: Check-in. Cosmic yes. Um, yeah, I also do, you know, sinistry, which is where we are comparing two people's charts together to oh. see where the strengths oh. are. So for relationships, if you know, you and your husband, you and your wife, you and your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever it is, but that can also be done with parents and children, yeah it siblings, it can be done with coworkers, you can do it, you know. With all kinds of relationships, but the majority of people who book those, it's yeah to see like how are they lining up with their partner? Where are the strengths they have with their partner? Where can they, you know, learn to support their partner more? Where are their challenges, etc.? And that's what. um, So my my podcast that I do is that it's the relationship astrology, it's which the is industry where so much that's fun, so cool, yeah, yeah. So my my co host Christina, she and I will pick a famous couple and we look at their charts and we break down each of their charts and then we see like oh why like Barack and Michelle Obama like wow like we gave them like a five-star rating because (laughs) their charts the compatibility was just nuts we were just like no wonder they've been together so long like they are so well suited for each other based on their charts and then other people where it's like oh yeah we understand why they broke up oh how funny it's very interesting interesting.
0: yeah so if you if you like celebrity anything and you're also interested in astrology I definitely recommend listening um to Tara's podcast because it's it's a lot of fun but also I'm personally not like I don't I'm not really into like celebrity gossip I really don't know what's going on with celebrities (laughs) at all and I still found it very entertaining and very enlightening because I also have my own chart up right and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. I have that too and like okay I (laughs) should I should look up for that I should look out for that. That's good to know. Or like, I should yeah. look for this. Like, this is a good thing yes. that can actually compliment me really well. So Absolutely. if you're, whether you're into like celebrity gossip or not, either way, it's definitely something you can learn from. And if you are into like celebrity stuff, mm-hmm. this is like your, this will be your jam. I promise. Like <laughs> astrology yeah, plus celebrity. <laughs> um. Cool. Anyways. So thank you for sharing. Cause I just, I want to I want to make sure everyone knows all the things that you do. So if I got a reading with you, which I I have, are there any specific exercises or, or practices that you would recommend for beginners to start engaging with their own chart in a,
1: in Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, just start engaging with their own chart in in any way, besides like, I'm a, you know, I'm a Gemini besides moving into that a little bit deeper.
2: Yeah. I mean, a really good place to start. It is, you know, very, you know, basic, but just working with the sun and the moon, like knowing what house in your chart is the sun in right now. So like, for example, you know, Iris, she's got Gemini over here. Half of it is in her 11th house. Half of it is in her 12th house. So the sun is going to be going through her 11th and 12th house right now. So Knowing that that part of her life, right, is illuminated right now by the sun, she can kind of focus on. She can focus on friendships, group activities. What are some hopes that she has for you know the future, the next five years? How's she going to plan that? Um, in twelfth house, a little more introspective, um, you know, going inward a little bit more, um, exploring maybe some things that yeah, that she maybe hasn't completely resolved yet you know some of those hidden things looking at those a little bit more doing some shadow work would be good um so that's just working with the sun you can also work with the moon which i love which is knowing what houses the new moon and the full moon are going to be taking place in in your natal chart Mm -hmm. um so for example we have the new moon in gemini coming up, I believe, you know, this, this upcoming weekend. Mm -hmm. And so again, what house is, does Gemini rule in my chart? Where is Gemini in my chart? What house is that? Um, So I don't remember the exact degree, but like for Iris, it's either going to be in her 11th house or her 12th house, this new moon based on the degree. Um, So new moons, you can always set an intention. Mm -hmm. And if you want to relate it to whatever house it's in, then great. So like if it's happening in her 11th house, she can set an intention. I really want to bring in some, um, you know, some new friends, some new connections that I can really talk about crystals with, (laughs) or I can relate on this, on this level with. Um, And then full moons, that's where we're letting go. That is where we're purging. That is where we're saying goodbye. So what is going to be the next full moon? Um, we just had, it's July. It's okay. We're going to have the Capricorn, the Capricorn full moon is going to be next. So, Oh, where's Capricorn in my chart? Oh, it's my sixth house. Okay. That has to do with, um, you know, health things could be one of the things for sixth house full moon. So yeah, I've had this health issue and I really want it to be healed. Now I want to release whatever this energy is. That's keeping me sick. That could be, that's just an example
1: mm-hmm. of so how very you powerful. Can just work tool. with the
2: yeah. timing. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty neat. And that's actually. something, as long as you have a copy of your chart and you know what houses each sign is in, mm-hmm. you can just start working with, with the sun and the moon. Now, do you have a favorite book that you would like to recommend to those that might just be getting
1: started in astrology and tapping into their own inner wisdom? Uh, like your yes. own book uh,
2: i do have i do have an ebook. It is meant for all levels beginners can use it um more advanced astrology mm-hmm. people can use it it's, it's, it is called i was just gonna say it's it the, is it is short and it is definitely yes it's short it's short it's and yes. it's, it's you had like it's such not overwhelming. great
0: like Clear guides of like this represents this, this equals this. It was very clear and very simple to use. So cool.
2: great. So that is it's an ebook. It's on Amazon. The best time of year for your career, how to work with astrology for optimal results for all of you, you know, ambitious career entrepreneurs and whatnot. Great book for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just a great beginner book is it's called The Astrologer's Handbook. And I have a copy over there. Um, But you should just be able to Google the Astrologer's Handbook and I can get you. We'll link it it. in the show notes. Yeah. 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 Link it in the notes. Um, And then another good book if you want to go really deep with the planet Saturn, um, Saturn A New Look at an Old Devil by Liz Green. Goes really in depth with all of the Saturn placements. So whatever your Saturn is specifically, learn all about it in this book. It's very good. Okay,
0: all right, fun. Cool.
2: Thank you. I have so many notes
1: from this episode. I'm so excited, just like for myself. (laughs)
2: Yay! (laughs) Yeah, get started. Work with that chart. What? So
0: normally, towards the end of each episode, right? We we recommend crystals for whatever our topic is because this is kind of different um i think what we're gonna do instead is just like you know maybe like a crystal that is aligned energetically with the shall we say energy or strength of a particular sign so it could be utilized either like if you are that sign or you have that sign you know somewhere in your chart anywhere in your Mm -hmm. chart or if you want to like tap into the energy of that sign, even if you don't necessarily have it in your chart, right? So if we're going through that time period, so if like, you know, we're in Gemini season right now, and maybe you don't have any Gemini placements, but you really want to kind of tap into that energy anyways, kind of helps you connect with that. So for, for crystals, for each one, I have like, like one for each right now. And there are lots of crystals for different signs, but I'm just going to stick to one. Otherwise, this would go for two hours and no one wants to listen to
1: a two hour <laughs> podcast. And that'll all be listed in the show notes too. So you don't have to take yes. notes. You can just click on yes. and we'll have links to the encyclopedias too. Yes. So for each
0: one, um, so be- let's start at the beginning, right? So Aries, the first sign. um, I have pyrite just because it's a really great stone for. Um, taking action. It's a very action oriented stone. It's also a very fiery stone, so it aligns elementally. Taurus, I have green aventurine, which is a really beautiful stone for like abundance and luck and money. Um but it also isn't earth elemental, so it connects to the to the natural world like Taurus does. Gemini, I have sodalite, very mind and communication oriented. Um especially like communicating our thoughts versus like communicating our emotions, which is usually other crystals. But, um, so sodalite I think is really, really fantastic for that. It's also air elemental, which aligns with Gemini cancer. I have moonstone, the ruler for cancer, as, as you said before is, is the moon. So moonstone is kind of perfect for that. Um, getting in touch with our emotions, intuition, there's a lot of really beautiful like water elemental energy there. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have Leo, which is sunstone. Sunstone is like benevolent leadership. There's a lot of, um, not like there's like courage and magnanimity and like there's a, there's a a regalness to sunstone, but it's, it's not one that is selfish. It's a really beautiful, generous leadership stone. Um, and the sun rules Leo. So that makes perfect sense. Virgo, I have blue sapphire. Blue sapphire is very focused on like organization and keeping things really like analyzing um, and organizing, but not in a way that is judgmental. I know that's sometimes a thing with, with Virgos that can happen. So it's really kind of mitigating the judgment and keeping our minds open, being open to whatever is coming our way. Um, but still really focusing on keeping everything like in the home organized. Libra, I have Amazonite. We've got really beautiful um, connection, communication, being able to express what we want to be able to, what we need to be able to express, being able to like really stand in our own truth, but also being able to meet people halfway and hear what their truth is as well. Uh, Scorpio, I have obsidian, right? The mirror stone where it's like, we're really like looking in, there's a lot of magic. There's a lot of like intuition in there, but there's also like, it's glass. Like it's a, there's a harshness to it that, um, I think is, is really beautifully aligned with, with Scorpio in the best ways. Uh, we have Sagittarius, which I actually have for as, as Lapis, uh, Lapis Lazuli. There's Lapis is interesting. Cause it's kind of a mix of stones. It's literally a stone versus a crystal, Um, but lapis is, is very regal, but it's also very spiritual. It's like the philosopher, um, the priest, there's a lot of like very beautiful, um, mind energy there, but it's like more cosmically based versus like the Gemini. So I think lapis is, is perfect for that. Uh, next up we've got Capricorn, which I really like, um, I really like black onyx. It's kind of like one that I think not people wouldn't normally associate with it, but it is very much like a root chakra. It's a nice earthy stone, but there is a strength to it. There's a stability to it. There's the desire to build. And I think that's perfectly aligned Aquarius. I have amethyst. Um, we all know and love amethyst, but I think mostly it's aligned with, with Aquarius energy. Um, we also and then for lastly, I've got Pisces, and that one, no surprise, is aquamarine. Um, aquamarine is really great because um, one, we have that beautiful water element, but also aquamarine is really helpful for balancing our emotions. And I know Pisces can have a lot of emotions, um, so I think it's a nice it's a nice one that both strengthens and balances at the same time. So that's what I've got. So at least at least one you can all start off with whoever, whoever you are, whatever sign you may be in which, in whichever house it may be. And, um, and I know
1: Iris, you had some, some formations for the elemental groupings, yeah. right? So I did elemental groupings. So, um, basically fire, water, air, and earth. And then and, Tara, really quickly as we go through each one, could you say
0: which signs are which element?
1: I oh, actually yeah. wrote it down sure. too. Oh, you did. Okay, oh, then she I did ris- it. I was, I was a good little student ahead of time. Amazing, <laughs> yes, she did. It. So fire signs are Aries, mm-hmm. Leo, Sagittarius, right? Okay, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and their their core, not ingredients, but passion, courage, high energy. Would that be
2: mm-hmm. okay?
1: So the crystal Correct. formations that I have, I have two for that. Um, one being a polished formation, which is flame. Fire, flame. It's kind of self-explanatory. It really just embodies that flame, fire energy. And the other one that people probably wouldn't even think of is record keeper. Mm -hmm. Record keeper is so, like, I could probably do an hour episode just on record keepers because they are so in-depth when it comes to their meaning. Um, If you're not familiar with a record keeper, it's a triangle on the face of a crystal that you can only typically see in certain lighting. They like pop, they appear, disappear. And throughout the ages, triangles have represented the earth element of fire. So if you have a what's called traditional record keeper where the the triangle is upright facing, that's also going to really help you to tap into that fire passion uh, renewal energy. Mm -hmm. When it comes to water signs, that would be Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Is that right? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Um, which water into intuition, emotional, sensual. um, And we have two crystal formations that literally are affected by water. One um, is commonly known as in hydro, the technical term would be water inclusion. But it's when a crystal literally has water trapped inside of it, it's been there for millions of years. So it actually has that water held within, as well as hydrothermal etched. And these are crystals that have literally been etched by water over millions mm-hmm. of years as well. Basically, the crystal formed while it was still on the earth. There was some type of hot water passing through, pooling away molecules from that crystal. And both mm-hmm. are really about that water energy, the intuition. So that's going to be your two formations for water. For air, air signs are Gemini libra and aquarius Mm -hmm. and they're really about intellect communication and being Mm -hmm. social does that make sense yeah okay absolutely (laughs) correct obviously as i said before i didn't know much about astrology but i was just trying to write out a couple little key points um one would be hexagonal and i know a lot of us when we think of quartz formations are probably like well obviously quartz are hexagonal they have six sides but in the crystal mineral world hexagonal habit is a thing where it's actually the crystal all six sides of the crystal are they form at the same rate so they're equal sides so when you look at a stop sign that's a hexagon so if you're Mm. looking at a quartz crystal and you're looking top down it actually looks like a hexagon versus Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll get a quartz crystal that isn't shaped that way right so hexagonal is really good. When you think of a hexagon, hexagons shape together really well. You, in a lot of bathrooms, they use hexagonal shapes for the tiles. And so it's really good for communication and sh- structured thinking, first of all, because of the building, and then communication with others because you're interlocking mm-hmm. these shapes. So hexagonal habit, good for that. It's also rubies or hexagons, right? Yes, they ruby? are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Corundums and the in would,
1: general. Yeah. And then um, Tabby. Oh yeah. Cause Sapphires as well, mm-hmm. right? Blue Sapphire ends yep. up being um, the other one for communication would be Tabby, which I have talked about numerous times, as well as Japan law. Both of those are really good communication formations. And again, if you're not familiar with these, I have my encyclopedia on irisunique.com. Feel free to check them out. And then when it comes to the last one for earth, your earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. And there you're practical, you're stable, you're mm-hmm. grounded. Um, so yeah. number one would be cubed, cube formation, which sometimes you find polished, but actually naturally can occur as well. Pyrite, fluorite, they can form in these formation, cubic formations. And that formation is really about, pretty much embodies these earth signs, grounding, stabilizing protective um and then there's also a formation that's literally called grounding and it's an eight-sided um crystal face on a crystal and again that earth energy that grounding energy so those are my formations and again please feel free to check out my encyclopedia to make it a lot more i have pictures so visually yes
2: yeah yeah If
0: you're not sure what these are um well, thank you for sharing that. That's so neat. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool too, is like the cube also um, in alchemy represents the element of earth and the the triangle represents the element of fire. So mm-hmm. it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Together. I know. Um, so I think with that, we're probably going to wrap this episode up. I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited to be able to, to like, just share your amazingness with our listeners, Tara, but also i Again, you know, I, I think this is something we all kind of know about, but don't actually really know about unless mm-hmm. it's something you've really, you know, dove into. Yeah. yeah.
2: So. Yeah, right. And, and even just, you know, reading on your own, sometimes that can just seem like so abstract and like, so hopefully it helps yeah, to, to have some explanation. Yeah, yes. Because I definitely didn't know.
0: I knew when like, I knew it was called the Ascendant, but I didn't actually know like what that meant. Yeah. What does it right? really or mean? Like, or yeah. that that is what determines where the houses are. Did not know that. Right. So I, I feel like I'm learning, I don't know, I'm not an expert at all, but I do know a little bit and I feel like I've already learned so much more. And I think also if you are able to watch even just a clip of this on our YouTube or what we'll probably do is maybe link to an example. Um, but just being able to really see the chart and then hear the explanation of it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. to know what you're looking at. Because I think the right. first time you pull up your chart, you're like, what is this? Yeah. Lines everywhere. There's weird this symbols. So I don't understand.
2: Yeah. So yeah. hopefully. Right. It's a foreign language. It really yeah. is.
0: So hopefully this makes it a little bit under more understanding for all of you who are listening. Um, Thank you, Tara, for sharing your beautiful, (laughs) I was going to say like your beautiful energy and all of your astrological wisdom, because I just, I love you so much. And I want everyone to like
1: know you and like (laughs) sign up for your stuff because Great, uh, <laughs> love it. Yes, and we'll be linking all yes. to get in touch with Tara in the show notes as well because you definitely did. Yes.
0: Yeah, actually, really quickly, will you tell us what your what your website is um, and how people can connect with you? Because I know you're you're on social yeah, media.
2: Ab- absolutely. Um, So my website is anotherdaygreener.com. dot com. You can also you can find me on Instagram at another day greener. You can find me on TikTok. another day greener (laughs) and yes and for if you specifically listened to this episode i am happy to offer you a 10 percent discount on your first reading so please contact me let me know you you heard about me on the crystallizing conversations podcast and i am happy to honor that discount for you yay maybe we should come up with a
0: do you want a code would a code be helpful for you
2: yeah Let's, let's
0: let's use our intuition what code should we use really quickly
2: oh gosh <laughs> on the spot um
0: i listened to other podcasts and they did that and i was like oh that sounds dangerous and fun at the same we'll time we'll just do
2: um astro crystal Love wow, it. that's literally
0: what i'm like crystal astro astro crystal <laughs> astro crystal astro, astro crystal. crystal there we go so the we'll link it in the show notes as well but astro astro crystal because i know because you have like a whole checkout page so that way it makes it a little bit easier for you without having to yeah. do extra steps yeah um, all right, well, Astro crystal it is, and um, I highly recommend any of you who are interested in learning more about astrology and especially learning more about your own chart to book a reading with Tara because it is an enlightening and magical experience, and you hold space for people so beautifully and I just love you so much, so thanks, thanks
2: for coming. Thank on. you so much, <laughs> thank you, Tara. I love you, ladies. Love you. This has been so great. Yes, thanks so much for reaching out and yeah, having having this conversation. It was really great.
0: Yes, awesome. our crystallizing conversation. Uh,
2: for those of you listening, if you
0: did enjoy this episode, we humbly request if you wouldn't mind give us a rating uh or even a review. That would be incredible. The more ratings and reviews we have, the higher we trend, and then more people will find us and be able to be part of this beautiful community. Um, you can you're already listening to us, but you can find us on Spotify, um, Apple Play, YouTube, and at Crystallizing Conversations.com. We're also on Instagram and on TikTok. I think we're also on Facebook, but not many We're people not, on Facebook yeah, anymore. No, not really, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'd also really love if any of you are interested to uh, share your charts with us. And if there's anything that you have learned from this, we would love to know what it is. So um, thank you so much for being part of this beautiful community. And we will see you next time. So
1: thanks so much, you guys. Take care. This concludes another episode of Crystallizing Conversations. We are so grateful for every moment you spend with us, whether that's listening in or connecting with like-minded friends in the Crystallizing community. To find out how to join, visit us at crystallizingconversations.com
0: where you can also explore our memberships, which gives you access to bonus episodes, astrological forecasts, behind the scenes content, live Q and A's,
1: meetups, and more. If this episode resonated with you, you can deepen your exploration through our embodiment journeys, ranging from mini courses to guided meditations to applied practices, all curated to support your embodiment and integration of each episode's topic. Remember, every time
0: you choose to heal and grow, the collective heals and grows with you. Thank you for crystallizing with us.